God be the glory. To God be the glory. Well, once again, once again, it is word time and we we are ready. We are ready. We are ready to get into the word. So go ahead and get your word and go with me to John. We'll be John 1 this morning. Go with me to John. <clears throat> the book of John. St. John, St. John 1, that is where you will find us this morning, St. John 1. And it reads, verses 12 through 14, St. John 1, verses 12 through 14. But as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld the glory. The glory was of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Let us pray. O gracious God, we come now with humble hearts, asking of you, O God, to do what is needed, that we might hear, that we might receive from this word on today. Oh, Heavenly Father, we come asking of you to draw nigh unto us, Lord, in this time, in this season, but truly this is a time of need. This is a time that we need you. So Heavenly Father, let us recognize, let us be able to recognize when you are speaking to us. Oh Heavenly Father, let us hear within the spirit and let us receive within spirit. Be with us, O oh God, as we go into this word Less of Pastor Gwen this morning, oh God, for truly she, she feels weak in the body. But we know, oh God, here I stand strong in faith. So use me, oh God, I pray. Use me. Use me. People of God said amen. This morning we find ourselves in John 1, St. John 1. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. 
And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Lord, give me you. Lord, give me you. Before we can truly celebrate Christmas, we must be prepared. You know, this is a time of year when we start getting ready for Christmas and the stores are packed with people buying gifts. Music from the airways outside welcomes you from the parking lot to the inside of the stores with instrumental Christmas favorites and all those boxes we've kept packed away for months. They are brought out and all of that lovely Christmas stuff is put out. And yes, our houses are decorated with lights and trimmings and yards become the showcases of Christmas splendor. So just what do you do to prepare for Christmas? Oh, stay with us for just a little while. You see, in my house, in my house, I tear up, then I clean up. <laughs> I only have the energy to clean one time, so I choose to decorate, then clean. And the whole house is clean from top to bottom to get everything in tip-top shape before any pictures can be taken or it even feels like Christmas. The whole house gets a good cleaning. And so as the cleaning is being completed... The house is being arranged for the decorating. The dining room gets completely changed from the decorated, uh, for the decorated Christmas table and all of the other decorations and everyday decorations. Oh, they're just put away. The whole house is given a new look in preparation for the decorations. After all of the proper arrangements have been made, yeah, everything, everything begins to take on the look of Christmas. And my, my husband even walks to the house and I hear him sing, It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yeah, the tree is set up with lights strong from top to bottom. And ornaments are scattered on the branches and various other trimmings make their appearance around the house. Garland is placed on the mantle and the stair railings. And when all of this is done, the work of preparation is nearly finished. You see, the final preparation for Christmas revolves around the gifts. Lists are created of certain wants or specific needs and the shopping begins. And multiple trips are made to various stores and shopping centers. And of course, you got to know it wouldn't be Christmas without four or five trips to TJ Maxx. Come on, somebody. And so the shopping, the shopping is done so that we can give and receive gifts on Christmas Day. All of this is a great illustration of how God wants us to prepare for Christmas. When we truly prepare for Christmas, there is a personal cleansing. When we truly prepare for Christmas, there is a new arrangement of our priorities. When we truly prepare for Christmas, there is a decorating of the heart. When we truly prepare for Christmas, there is a receiving and giving of gifts. Lord, give me you. This Christmas, this Christmas, Lord, give me you. 
It, it has been two years of a pandemic, approximately, and so much has changed and nothing seemingly is the same. So, Lord, this Christmas, Lord, give me you. Now, now, I don't know about you, but, but I need to make some preparations. So first of all, Lord, help me with the cleaning of my heart. For I read what your word says in Matthew 5 and 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Oh God, stay with us for just a little while. And I, then I read what the word blessed literally means happy in the original Greek. And, and so from this statement of Jesus, we see that the pure in heart are the happy in heart. Oh, are you happy in your heart? Yeah, why? Why? Because they will one day see God. Now, this sounds really simple, doesn't it? Because all that you need is a pure heart. Now, I don't know about you. But there are a lot of days when Pastor Gwen's heart seems more polluted than pure. Oh, I don't know about you, but I still get angry sometimes when someone sits at the light when it has turned green. Great God from Zion. I find that I get frustrated when my best plans come unraveled. Oh, yes, I still lose my temper over stupid and insignificant promise. Can I get a witness? I still get jealous when I hear of others whose achievements outshine my own sometimes. And yeah, I know I've stayed focused and I've been praying, but I find, great God, I'm still waiting. But then somebody, 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 all the Holy Spirit comes in and he quickly reminds me that his timing is not my timing. And all things, all things work together for the good of those who serve him. Oh, I know I'm not by myself. Can I get a witness? Maybe none of this applies to you. Maybe you aren't like me. And you have your life completed together. Yeah, your life is completed together. Maybe you have no problems with this pure and heart issue. But for those of you who are like me and still struggle with being pure in heart, oh, I have a question. I have a question. How, how, how can we become pure in heart? Just how can we become pure in heart? What do we have to do? Come on, somebody. Type in the comment section. Lord, give me you. Because you see, I have some extremely bad news for you. Yeah, I'm a pastor and I bring you good news, but I also bring you bad news. And so this morning, I got some extremely bad news for you. There is nothing. Hear me now. There is nothing you can do to make your heart pure. Nothing you can do. Oh, but that's your pastor. I've got some good news for you too. The good news is that God is the one who cleans the heart. And all that you need to do is ask him. Just ask him. David asked God for this exact thing. 
David asked God to create in me a pure heart and renew a right spirit within me. And what did God do? What did he do? Oh, he granted David's request and he gave him a, a clean heart. Great God from Zion. And I've come to tell you, he can do the same for you. All you need to do is ask him. Just ask him. Lord, create me a clean heart. Oh, who wants him? Who need him? Then call unto him. Lord, give me you. Tell him, Lord, give me a pure heart. And then arrange the priorities. Oh, Matthew 6 and 33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to us as well. And the essential part of preparing for Christmas, I tell you, involves rearranging. Just as we arranged our home schedules and all the aspects of our lives for Christmas, God wants us to arrange our hearts for Christmas. His desire is for you to make more room for his son in the room of your heart. Yeah, yeah, in the room of your heart. You see, because when we make this extra room in the heart, God blesses us with more of Christ. And it is then that the blessings of God begin to rapidly flow into our lives and overflow into the lives of others talking about overflow. Who knows anything about the overflow? When we put Christ in the center of our lives, everything else comes together. Fill me up, Lord, till I overflow. I want to run over with you. I want to overflow more than enough, more than enough, more than enough. Yes, I want to overflow more than enough, more than enough. I want to overflow because there are those who need me, Lord. And I want to overflow. I want to overflow with your love. Your love for my family. Oh, who am I talking to? I want to overflow. Overflow with your love for my brothers, for my sisters. So there will be no more cancer. I want an overflow, Lord. So there will be no more high blood pressure. I want an overflow. Somebody type in that section. Overflow. Type in that message. Overflow. Get the word out there. Overflow. So there will be no more hate. There will be no more COVID-19. There will be no more worry. Overflow. Lord, give me you. When Jesus made this statement of seeking the kingdom of God first, he was given the antidote for worry. Jesus makes it clear that if we are to succeed in life, our focus must be on God first. Did you hear what I said? If you want to succeed in life, some of you in the same place you were two years ago, yeah, you want to succeed in life, then you got to focus on God first. And so we become so busy. We become so busy celebrating the season that we totally miss the reason for the season. We become centered on shopping for the right gifts and we forget to tell others of God's perfect gift. We are not prepared for Christmas. We are not prepared for Christmas, I tell you, until all of our priorities are in line. 
Just how aligned, just how aligned are your priorities? Come on, somebody. Lord, clean my heart. Rearrange my heart. Lord, decorate my heart. I need you, Lord. What do you need him for? Lord, I need you to do some decorating of my heart. I heard it when you said, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I heard you when you said, I will remove from you your heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. Oh God, stay with us here. How does he do it? God decorates your heart by gutting the old and creating something new. Oh, who needs to be gutted right about now? And so to decorate your heart, he must have complete control over your whole life. Far too often, far too often, we only give God partial control. And we only allow him to make the changes that we approve. But you've got to know. You got to know that God's desire is to take your life and make it even more beautiful. Yeah. Life's a mess. Give it to God. He'll find the beauty in the mess. You see, God wants to add value to your life. God wants only the very best for your life. And he wants to be the influence of your life. And that's why he waits he waits for you to give him permission to begin the work. Yeah, he's waiting on you. No change. God's waiting on you. You see, God desires to decorate your life with his blessing and give you something completely new. Oh, who's expecting a gift this Christmas of newness? Yeah, everybody likes something new. Who's expecting a gift this Christmas of newness? Newness in your thinking. Yeah, newness in your home. Come on, somebody. Newness in your children. Yeah, newness in the doctor's report. Oh, who's declaring they'll never be the same? Newness, 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 I tell you. Oh, I'll never be the same. I'm declaring newness over my life. Come on, somebody. Lord, clean my heart. Rearrange my heart. Lord, decorate my heart. I need you, Lord, to do some decorating of my heart. For now it's time for the receiving and the giving of the gifts. The receiving of gifts. I, I want to be ready to receive. What about you? Yet, John tells us in John 1 and 12, that to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. John speaks of those who receive Christ. The Greek meaning of the word receive means to welcome, yeah, or to accept. You see, John is making it clear that we are to welcome Christ into our lives. And this receiving is not just for part or for some of our life, but rather it is for, the, for every area of your life. It covers everything. You see, Christ must also be believed. And to believe in the name of Jesus means to put faith in him as a person and in what he represents. The simple act is life-changing. Yeah. You, you ever known someone 
and, and maybe you haven't seen them in a, in a couple of months or a year or two, and you see them, and just seem like everything is different about them. Life-changing and transforming because we become children of God. You aren't the same. <clears throat> God has given us an incredible gift. By faith in Christ, we can become children of God. That's the gift. When we accept Christ, we are ushered into God's family. And John says that through Christ, we are given the right to become children of God. Literally, we are given permission. Yeah, we are given permission to join God's family. By faith in Christ, we become a part of eternity. Because you see, our citizenship here in the USA is changed, great God. And, and we gain an interest in heaven. Our position in life has changed. We gain a dwelling place in heaven. And we gain divine grace from God the Father. Oh, by now somebody, somebody, somewhere, ought to be crying out unto him, Lord, clean my heart. Rearrange my heart. Lord, decorate my heart. I need you, Lord, to do some decorating of my heart. It's time for the receiving and the giving of gifts. Oh, yeah, the giving of gifts. One of the greatest joys of Christmas is found in giving. It is indeed better to do what? To give than to receive. And I don't always, I don't know about you, but I don't always enjoy the shopping or the wrapping of gifts. Sometimes it's a little difficult to find gifts for folks. But I love giving the gifts. And the same may be true for you. You love to watch others tear through the wrapping, you know, especially those little ones. Yeah, we love to watch their faces just light up. And we love to hear them say, oh, it's just what I wanted. Yeah. Now, it might surprise you, but this applies to Christ as well. There is great joy when you give a gift to Christ. And what does Christ want from you? What does he want from you? What does he want from me? Proverbs 23 and 26 says, My child, give me your heart and let your eyes keep to my ways. Give me your heart, that's what Christ wants, and let your eyes keep to my ways. The greatest gift you can give to Christ is yourself. The greatest gift you can give this Christmas to Christ is yourself. So where are you with your preparations for Christmas? Are there some areas of your heart that need to be cleaned? Maybe you need to rearrange some things to make more room for Christ in your life. Perhaps your heart is fairly barren and needs some of God's blessings for decorations. Have you received the gift of Christ and have you given him your heart? This year, this year, the wonder of Christmas can come alive for you. In brand new ways, if you'll just open, open up your heart and allow 
God to prepare for you this Christmas. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. By now, you should be crying out, Lord, clean me. Lord, wash me. Lord, make me pure. I want to be more like thee. Change me. Rearrange me. Give me a new walk. Lord, I need a new talk. I need a new look. I need a new dress code. Come on, somebody. I need a new appetite. I need a new way of thinking. Lord, change me. Change me. Yeah, Lord, change me. From the inside to the outside. Establish my goal and then my coming. I want to be prepared. Give me a new heart so I can love. Come on, somebody. Oh, give me a new heart, Lord, so I can love, so I can truly love as you love me. Here I am. Who am I talking to? Here I am. Clean me up. Clean me up, Lord. All I want for Christmas is a new me. Give me new eyes, a new heart, a new walk, a new talk, a new mindset, new hands, new feet. So I want to walk, Lord, where you have me to walk. Yeah, I want to touch, Lord, what you would have me to touch. All I want for Christmas, Lord, all I want for Christmas is you. Give me you, Lord. Give me you, Lord. <coughs> this Christmas, give me you. Give me you. Everything else can wait. All of this stuff. Everything else, Lord, that's going on, it can just wait. Just give me you. Because I hope I'm not too late. Lord, give me you. It's me, oh Lord. Find myself every now and then. I got to get out on these knees. Anybody know what it means to get out on the knees and talk to the Father? Sometimes I just got to get down on my knees and talk to him. Lord, cry out to you. Oh, it's me. Give me you, Lord. Give me a little more of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to him. Talk to him. Let him know. I know who you are. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's got to tell me. I know for myself who you are. How do I know? Because I know what you've done for me. Great God from Zion. Lord, give me you. Everything else can wait. I just don't want to be too late. Don't you be too late. Yeah, yeah, don't be too late. Don't, don't, don't wait. The next moment, the next hour, yeah, the next day just might be too late. You don't know when the roll is going to be called.